The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready for operational excellence? Welcome to the Visual Workplace, work that makes sense, where your host and visual workplace expert, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, shares powerful visual principles and practices to optimize your operations and make them safer, faster, better, and far less costly. The Visual Workplace. You can't get to excellence without it. Now, here's Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. Hi, hi, this is Gwendolyn. Welcome to the Visual Workplace. My name is Gwendolyn Galsworth. I've been doing this work for about 30 years, and I've been a host on this show for four. We started about four years ago. This is the Visual Workplace, our weekly radio show about letting the workplace speak. In each of our shows, we look at some aspect of embedding the intelligence of our operational system into the landscape, into the living landscape of work through visual devices and visual systems. We look for ways to install the language of our current understanding of operations through visual devices so that level is concrete and very, very specific. And that's what visual devices do for us. We can literally see how we think, what we think, where we think. And we can predict how that thinking will function because we have that platform. We capture it. And why do we bother? We bother for the bottom line benefits in terms of improved safety, better quality, more aligned delivery time, shrinking costs, of course. The relentless pursuit and elimination of waste, if you want to think of that in that framework. And we also get splendid cultural alignment a spirited and engaged workforce on all levels, not just operators, not just supervisors and managers, but marketing, executives, our staff in the field, connected through this common embedded language, this embedded operational system. And you know what happens as a result of that? We enjoy ourselves at work, thanks to the visual workplace, thanks to a workplace that speaks that workplace becomes our partner, our partner in communication and our partner in work. Truly, a working colleague. The enterprise becomes increasingly conscious, fluid. I mean, I sometimes say it and I'm going to say it now, self-aware. I've been, I watched that wonderful movie called Ex Machina uh, that is playing now and it's all about self-awareness and how far you can go. They went very, very far. Great movie. Really weird. Fun. Work becomes fun. And because it is fun, we bring more of who we are to it. We feel a sense of flow and connectedness. It is the flow, as we have learned again and again at work, on this show, and in our lives. It is the flow that does all the work. The flow. So welcome. Welcome. 
We're going to jump into our six core questions in just a moment. I have just a few announcements. Uh, let's see. Tobiana, we're, we're going to Tobiana uh, Military Base in a couple of weeks. It's sold out. We're doing a public seminar to the conference there. And we're, I'm also going to be doing a keynote uh, they're making me feel so welcomed. And uh, it's really wonderful to work with an audience that is um, very eager about workplace visuality. It's different if people don't aren't already convinced that it is going to help them. But this group is very committed already, and I can hardly wait. So thank you, Tobiana. And our summer series of live webinars is also underway. Two weeks ago, we did the five reasons for workplace visuality. If you missed it, it will be available shortly in a week or so on our site and very affordably. It just won't be live. There won't be time, a place for your live questions. But other than that, it is the same material and we think it's very, very good. Our next live webinar is in a couple of weeks, Visual Leadership, the Principles and Practices. This will be a very robust overview of the model that I've been developing over the last, I'd say, 15 years. The model that I <laughs> that I spent 49 of these radio shows on last year where we devoured the topic and we talked about it ad, ad exhaustion and I hope not ad uh, nauseum. It was very, very good here on Visual Workplace Radio. So you can look you can look on our website, visualworkplace.com, to find a write-up on our live webinar series. We think they're excellent. And um, you can also register. And remember, if you become a member on the, v, the VIP level, you get a full year of the webinar in that package, and you also get a bunch of other things. And it's a monthly payment, and we think it's very affordable. We want to be affordable to you because we want you to get into visuality. It is a very important field, but one that is not completely understood. And by the way, in about a month, uh, there will be an article coming out in Target Magazine on visual management, where I positioned visual management in reference to the visual workplace and talk about what it can, visual management can and can't do. But um, boy, is it, it is not very well understood. I hope that this article will help a lot of people widen their view. And I, I will do a, a few shows on visual management and kind of cover the material in that article as well. It's got a lot, a lot of pictures in it. Target Magazine, the next issue. So. Uh, please make sure to check out our website. Make sure to check out our Work That Makes Sense e-learning system. This is the first of about nine e-learning system systems. This particular one is about operator-led visuality. Splendid, splendid learning and conversion. Over 900 example in 11 blocks of learning or 11 instructional blocks. All about visualities that visuality that operators do. And as they've often said to me, finally, finally, the company is doing something for me. Because Lean is not for, really, for operators. They can participate, but it isn't exactly for them. They can't own it completely. Unless you have high-functioning, self-directed teams, uh, these blitzes make a contribution. But it isn't exactly owned by operators participation and very important. So please check out our website, visualworkplace.com. 
we uh, have lots of things about the visual workplace, books and everything, and we'd like you to know about it and get, uh, get educated. And uh, when you get educated and you do your conversion, send pictures. I would love to see them. I always, always, always respond to pictures. Be assured, radio at visualworkplace.com or just send them in through our website. So today, well, today we're going to be looking at one building block of visual thinking. We've been running a series of articles in our e-newsletter, The Visual Thinker, and this series is on motion, information deficits, motion sickness, lots of photographs. Please, please subscribe. If you have not already, you can just register on our website or drop us a line from our website and we will get you started. And there's a full archive of articles. I think there's about 40 of them now. And they're one-page articles. They're short. They're very focused topics, but they're good. And uh, and. Please take advantage of it. This is a good complement to what I do here on the radio show. So we've been treating this topic for several issues. And this show will add to it. There will be more of a discussion here. And as we begin this discussion, I want to put the right frame around it. So today we're going to walk through the six core questions, one of the eight building blocks of visual thinking, But this set of questions does not represent a method. It represents more of an awareness, but one that is substantial enough to be applied. I suppose you could call the six core questions a tool. I do. I call it a tool, and I like them very, very much. In our discussion or our copy on the show uh, uh, that we sent out, you know, there's this question, I say something to this effect, there's this question that there's no such thing as a dumb question. Well, you know, that's kind of true, but what we ask is not if the question is dumb, but if it's dumb to ask questions again and again and again when the answers exist only in our minds and our mouths and not in the physical workplace. When the only way we can get answers to our questions is by asking somebody else or finding a binder or waiting for the information to appear and we hope that it does. The only way we can find out what, how much, when, where, how is to find someone and ask and sometimes that person has the answer but far too often he or she does not and so you ask another person who doesn't know either or they ask another person hey just a minute Gwen I'll be right back let me ask so and so and they don't know either and then those people ask someone else and the chain of questions gets longer and longer, like a contagion, like some kind of sickness, like the plague running through the company. Asking questions become a way of life. And you know what that represents? Interruptions. Interruptions becoming a way of life. Information deficits rule the bottom line instead of profit. 
We have to cure this. And one way to gain great insight into this terrible disease, (laughs) I call it motion sickness, because all of those things, asking questions is is motion, answering questions is motion, asking somebody else the same question, finding somebody else to ask the question, all of this is motion. And another word for motion is struggle. Motion sickness. So what we're going to be talking about is these six core questions and how to use them in two ways. To use them as a metric, as a measurement, an improvement measurement, or a struggle measurement, and how to use them in order to get rid of the struggle. So we're going to pick this up right after the break, which is coming up right now, and we'll walk through this. And I think you will find this to be a useful discussion that you, whoever you are, whether you're a CEO or an operator, will be able to put to use immediately. Okay? So I will see you when you get back. I'll be here. From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. Are you ready to bring the power of the visual workplace to your company? Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, is available to help you harness and maximize that power. With nearly 30 years of hands-on experience, Dr. Galsworth shows you how through in-house seminars, site assessments, total company conversions, keynotes, coaching, and consulting. Learn about visuality through our books, DVDs, on-demand webinars, visual edge learning packages, and a host of other teaching materials. Enroll in the Visual Lean Institute and get trained and licensed as an instructor or QMI affiliate in any of our nine core visual workplace courses. Keep your visual workplace going and growing. Visit our website at visualworkplace.com to learn more about workplace visuality, our products and services, and when Gwendolyn will be presenting near you. That website again is visualworkplace.com. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You're listening to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense with Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call one 866 472-5790. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com. Now, back to the program. Hi, welcome back. This is Gwendolyn. Welcome to the second segment of our show today at the Visual Workplace. Today we are talking about the six core questions. We're going to talk about what they are why they're important, what happens when they're missing, and how to make them visual. So I call these, this set of questions a tool because they're very useful. 
but they don't represent a methodology. What are the six core questions? Here we go. Where? Where is it? Where are they? Or even where am I? What? What is it? What am I supposed to be making? What is? What kind of material is this? What is this medicine? When? When has two parts to it? When will it be done? How long will it take? When? So it's when as a time spot and when as a duration. Who? This is a very rich question. It has to do with agency. Who does it or which tool? Or even who is my supervisor and where is my supervisor? Who? How many? And this can also be how long. How many am I supposed to make? Or how long is it supposed to take? There's a little overlap there. And the final question, how? How do I make it? That's your SOP, isn't it? How do I make it? What are the steps? Here are the six core questions. Where, what, when, who, how many, and how? They are derived from something I learned in 1983, for heaven's sakes, from the Japanese called the four W's and two H's. And I thought, oh, you know, it's just those Japanese being cute again. It was probably 15 years before I saw the connection. And I don't believe that necessarily the Japanese saw the depth of the connection that you make this visual. I didn't get that from the Japanese. I, it just kind of solved the question of why are we even talking about the four W's and the two H's. And as I worked this more and I worked with companies to work this more, a lot was revealed. And I like them very, very much. So if you use them in no other way, let me give you the first way to use these six core questions. You simply do this. First, have them in mind where, what, when, who, how many, and how. Look around your workplace, or you can look around your department, you can look around your entire plant or the entire corporation, and count how many of those questions are visually answered. Do you see where visually? Do you see the visual when, the visual who? Do you see the visual how many or how long? Do you see the visual how? Because they are either there physically or not. Visuality is about the physical world. It happens only if there is a device, a mechanism, an apparatus, a thing. If you can't see it, it means, well, it means one of two things. One of them very, very good. And the other one is a warning. The very, very good is if you can't see it, it may be because you have such a high level visual device, it's called pokeyoke or mistake proofing or visual guarantees. You have a pokeyoke device that is so deeply embedded you actually can't see it because it is part of the process. That's the very good answer to why you can't see it. But the other one, the warning is you can't see it because it's not there. There is no device holding that information. We've talked about this many, many times. Visuality is about information, and it is about embedding information into the living landscape of work. And when you do that, you have a language. You are embedding a common improvement language into an otherwise dumb or mute workplace, and the workplace speaks as a result. 
So if you see them, count them. Get yourself a memo pad, worn out, and make little hatch marks. One page for the visual where, another page for the visual who, the visual what. Count them. Get acquainted with them. See how many you have and then intend to go further. If you are on a scale of 1 to 10, on a level 8, do something else, go have a cup of coffee or go play golf because your workplace is humming. If you are on a level 8 on a scale of 1 to 10 in terms of fully functioning visual workplace, don't bother to count. You'll exhaust yourself. There will be thousands. But if you have to struggle to find one or two or even five within your department, then you have a way to go. So use this as a metric. Use it as a measure. It's handy. It's easy. The six core questions, applying them as a metric, will give you a quick and easy way to assess your level of visuality because these questions are completely fundamental to work. Look at a standard. Look at a standard operating procedure, a reliable method. When you look at that, you will see written in that language In that SOP, I'm not talking about a visual SOP, I'm just talking about a written standard. You will see the answers to those six core questions. You will see who, when, how many, how long. You will see what, and you will many times see where, although where is often taken for granted. The the how itself is the SOP. So your standard operating procedures, how you make things, contain the answers of these questions. They're that essential. They are that important. So there's a beautiful connect between executing standards precisely, even standard work, and the visual six core questions. Perfect, perfect fit. So if you don't see them, you can't count them, it's either pokey oak or it's a warning. You're in danger, girl. You're going to start making mistakes. It's unsafe. You're going to do the wrong thing even though you don't mean to. You're going to struggle. If you see them, hooray, go deeper, and we'll talk more about that in a moment. But if you don't, or if you see only a bare sprinkling, You are throwing money away and you are in some level of danger because the first outcome from visuality is a safe workplace and that means it's one in which we can grow. But if they're missing, you're throwing money away. Pretty much invisible money. You don't even know you're throwing it away because you don't even see it go, (laughs) but it's money nevertheless. So if you don't see the answers to the six core questions, you and everyone who's working with you is struggling. And struggling is another way to say motion, is another way to say chasing down information, asking a lot of questions, chasing down answers, not working. So I wanted to say that to get us off to the right start. We will not be discussing methodology, but I, we will be talking about a very powerful building block of visual thinking. 
Like all eight of these building blocks, they are revelatory. They teach us so much because they teach us how to think. But they are tools. They are not the blueprint you need to build a new house. That's the methodology. But they are a hammer, a screwdriver, a drill. So keep that in mind as we move more into the nitty-gritty. It is no secret. Workplace information changes quickly and often production schedules, customer requirements, engineering specs, operational methods, material procurement. I'm talking manufacturing now. I could be talking about a hospital with other words. Thousands of details on which the daily life of the hospital, of the enterprise, depends. In a single day, literally thousands, thousands of informational transactions are required to keep work going. Current, accurate, and timely. But what happens when that vital information, those informational transactions, are hard to access, incomplete, inaccurate, late, or simply not there? What happens is people ask a lot of questions, and they're the same questions. We did this with our memo pad a few weeks ago when I said, keep track of your questions. Just make a hatch mark. An information-scarce workplace is the opposite of excellence. It is also the opposite of a visual workplace. When key information is not instantly available, the company pays in long lead times, late deliveries, accidents, poor quality, low operator and managerial morale, runaway costs, oh, 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 oh. These are unhappy occurrences and they are chronic and unrelieved They will happen all the time. Struggle becomes a way of life. In a pre-visual workplace, the ones that are overrun with these chronic information deficits, everything and everyone is forced to exist within a very narrow definition of themselves, a narrow definition of their capability. When the physical work environment is devoid of definition and conveys no context, When there is no common visible purpose, we have a workplace that is devoid of meaning. And attempts to improve the process of work invariably fail because even the smallest gains disappear overnight. The pre-visual workplace has no way to sustain any kind of gain, however hard won information deficits all over the place. And so people make up their own answers and sometimes they make a mistake. So working in an environment like that is like trying to reach a new destination by driving a hundred miles. It's a hundred miles away. We know that much, but there's no map and there's no one to answer any of your questions along the way. No road signs, no traffic lights, no markings down the center of the road. You're probably going to make it if you're highly motivated, but you're going to pay a terrible price. Verbal answers are imperfect, but that's what we use instead of embedded answers. We use people answering. So you, the first step is to notice this, these chronic, chronic information deficits. When we look at all of these forms, we know that they're a form of motion. We've got that defined. Motion that is so commonplace, so ordinary. That is often hard to see. So I'm going to move right into the six core questions. That was kind of a lead up. As soon as we get back from this, our second break, I'll be here when you get back. Mm -hmm. 
Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Are you ready to bring the power of the visual workplace to your company? Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, is available to help you harness and maximize that power. With nearly 30 years of hands-on experience, Dr. Galsworth shows you how through in-house seminars, site assessments, total company conversions, keynotes, coaching, and consulting. Learn about visuality through our books, DVDs, on-demand webinars, visual edge learning packages, and a host of other teaching materials. Enroll in the Visual Lean Institute and get trained and licensed as an instructor or QMI affiliate in any of our nine core visual workplace courses. Keep your visual workplace going and growing. Visit our website at visualworkplace.com to learn more about workplace visuality, our products and services, and when Gwendolyn will be presenting near you. That website again is visualworkplace.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense with Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5790 or send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com. Now, back to the program. Hi, welcome back. This is Gwendolyn Galsworth. Welcome to the third segment of our show today at Visual Workplace Radio, the visual workplace, letting the workplace speak. We were just talking, building again, the argument, the evidence that questions rob us of our time, of our confidence, of our work. And they have a peculiar multiplier effect. You interrupt someone to ask a question, and the two of you are automatically in motion. And then if the answer is not known, it goes on and on in this contagion, all in the name of helping you, or all in the name of helping someone else. So we spoke recently about using the first question is free, That was a couple of shows ago, using your memo pad so that you could see the absence of answers and you could invent visual devices at the second question. They ask you once, you answer, you hear the question again, you know it's time for a visual device to hold that answer. So you never have to ask it again. They never have to answer it. The six core questions is a second way to turn your questions into visual answers. Okay? So, you, if you never learn anything more about the visual workplace, you will be able to populate your company with splendid visual answers through the six core questions. But the thing is that it won't have much 
of an impact on the bottom line. The six core questions, as I say, are a tool. Only when you engage in methodology, in realigning the architecture, rebuilding the architecture of the way things get done visually, do you impact the bottom line. So let me give you examples of the six core questions and they will move you closer to workplace visuality. They just won't get you to the destination fully functioning. The visual wear. The visual wear, another way that you could say the visual wear is visual order or 5S, but I would add 5S on steroids. The visual wear begins on the floor level with borders and addresses. And in my approach, which of course I love and support, it's a border and address and an address for everything that casts a shadow. You do it on the floor, you capture the pattern of work on the floor, and then we move to work surfaces, to shelves, to benches, to racks, to inside cabinets, and we do the same. In the Visual Thinker newsletter a few weeks ago, I believe it was March the 13th, I'm sorry, May the 13th issue, we saw a wonderful hazmat cabinet at Delphi Deltronicos in Matamoros, Mexico. Fantastic. The borders were actually captured through metal dividers. And the address function, the address part of the visual wear, had a lot of detail. There were uh, chemicals inside, um, 10W40 and other kind of glue be gone and whatever. And you had the common name, but you also had the part name. You had a photo of the thing itself. The address was very robust. I call it driver license level address. All the information you need to take timely, independent, exact action, value add action. The visual wear. The visual wear is an extensive need in most manufacturing, most hospitals, most everywhere. It is so overlooked. And your traditional 5S will not get you to enough functionality. It's just too lightweight. It's labels and lines, labels and lines. That's not it at all. I I think in my work that makes sense, uh, e-learning system, I know I spend an entire module with something close to 100 examples on borders and then more than that, on addresses, wonderful, wonderful addresses. So that's the visual where, the answer to the where question. The visual what answers the question, what exactly are we supposed to be making? What are the specs? What are the values, the dimensions? What are the quantities? Do we know precisely? Or do we have to guess and take a chance of producing something that's wrong? Why not put a visual device in place to make sure that doesn't happen? Why not embed that information? You can embed it, for example, what am I supposed to be making next? By simply sequencing your work on the floor, on your bench, capturing it with the visual wear. And what you're supposed to be next is quite literally next. The example that I showed in the newsletter is a quality spec binder combined by a wonderful visual thinker, Louis Cantadio, who works at United Electric Controls in Watertown just outside of Boston. 
and he compiled a spec binder that just isolated the tricky elements in building switches and controls. Not everything. But the visual what for him was what is the spec. That was the what he wanted to add. He wanted to clarify through visuality what is the spec. And he built, built this wonderful binder with great big type and a lot of pictures for the spec. For the spec. It is called the visual what, in this case, is also called the visual standard, of visual standard. And there's a caution here because a visual standard is notoriously not powerful. Notoriously. It just tells us. It gives us a sharper focus, the visual SOP. Okay, I just want you to know that. FYI, get excited but not too excited. So that's the visual where, the visual what. Let's go on to the visual when. The term when refers to, as I mentioned before, two types of time. The exact time something needs to be done or will be done and duration, the time required. For example, for a heat cycle. And imagine, if you will, the example that I show, that I showed in the newsletter I can describe for you now I think now I think you'll get it is a blue bin that holds paper and Nate is supporting the chief engineer his boss Camilla and he needs to have a report ready every morning when she comes in and she used to hover around and say Nate is it done yet is it done yet and he finally said he said look every time you interrupt me it slows me up and it's it's really kind of annoying could we do something about this this is a form of motion that I'd love to get rid of and they worked together because they were both visual thinkers and they came up with a simple idea when the report is ready Nate puts it in the blue bin and puts a red clothespin on the bin Camilla knows the report is not ready it's not going to be ready before that red clothespin shows up that's when it's ready the visual when and the deal was she took the clothespin off to let Nate know that she got the report and he could just relax. Good. The communi- communication cycle has been completed. A complete link. I bet there's someone in your department who would benefit from this kind of a device, either end of it. Little red clothespin. The visual when. But you can post something on your heat treat of an, a, a laminated chart that you can change every day that just says this comes out at this time. This is how long you're going to have to wait. This is the duration of the cycle. It isn't 30 minutes. It's it's 11.35 when we started. It will be 12.05 when we complete. So we have the exact time. Simple stuff like that takes so much of the struggle out of work. And remember, these are preceded by questions or the search for answers. Let's move on to the visual who. The visual who is about who gets what. For example, who helps us at work. The who of our lives. The dozens or even hundreds of people who contribute some part of their day to our day. Name them visually because you need to get back to them for clarification because they need to drop something off very specifically. Maybe they're tracing material status. Maybe they have a needed tool. 
Maybe you need to update them on changes or they need to update you. When you consider the visual who, think of it like this, your internal customers, your internal suppliers, and you can also think of them externally. But also include, and here's the tricky part, the who of the six core questions is also about agency. So also include tools and machines because they help you. That's what, it's a term that I learned from Shingo. That's what he meant by agency, pretty much throughout Toyota. They are also helpers in your work, your tools and machines. And no doubt you can think of dozens of applications. I have a favorite, again, (laughs) it's in the newsletter. It was created by a guy named Dave Zanardo, a really nice purchaser who worked at Trailmobile in Toronto. He actually, he was known as Dave the Wild Man Zanardo. <laughs> he, he looked like a bank teller, he, you know, wild man in his dreams, but he liked to call himself the wild man. He was a buyer and he developed a wonderful airborne sign that told his customers operations exactly what he was responsible for buying. There's a list of the part numbers. And if the part number you're looking for isn't on Dave's list, move to a different buyer because he can't help you. It's not his scope. And every buyer in the purchasing department, they saw what Dave had and they said, I want one like that. Does that ring a bell? Airborne, laminated, right above his desk, so much better than just a little sign that said, the wild man lives here. The visual who. The visual who defined. This actually came from an idea that Cindy Barter had many years ago, the 1993. I had shown Dave this picture. That was Cindy Barter, and she had a double-sided airborne laminated sign. She was in the purchasing department, and it gave her name, her extension number, her buyer number in the computer, the part she was responsible for, and she also had who her backup was if she wasn't around. So you can build this who because what will happen is that you'll put this up, somebody will still come up to you and say, hey, can you help me with this? As soon as you hear that question, the first one is free, and the second question, you build the answer into that visual device or you build a separate visual device questions as doorways so we've done four of the six questions we'll pick up the remaining two and then I want to say a few more things about using this as a metric and how to go a little bit further after the next and our final break I'll see you in a minute I'll be here when you get back Voice America Business Network the bottom line in business. Are you ready to bring the power of the visual workplace to your company? Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, is available to help you harness and maximize that power. With nearly 30 years of hands-on experience, Dr. Galsworth shows you how through in-house seminars, site assessments, total company conversions, keynotes, coaching, and consulting. Learn about visuality through our books, DVDs, on-demand webinars, visual edge learning packages, and a host of other teaching materials. 
Enroll in the Visual Lean Institute and get trained and licensed as an instructor or QMI affiliate in any of our nine core visual workplace courses. Keep your visual workplace going and growing. Visit our website at visualworkplace.com to learn more about workplace visuality, our products and services, and when Gwendolyn will be presenting near you. That website again is visualworkplace.com. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense with Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5790 or send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com. Now, back to the program. Hi, welcome back. This is Gwendolyn. This is the last segment of our show today, our show, The Visual Workplace, Letting the Workplace Speak. We're walking through the six core questions. We've done four of them, the visual where, the visual what, the visual who, the visual when, and we are now, I beg your pardon, the visual where, the visual what, the visual when, the visual who, I am correct, and now the visual how many, or if you will, how much. Counting and measuring are only two ways to determine the number, size, volume, and quantity of things, or simply, for example, the required setting. But there are other ways, and those ways are visual, they are easier, they're more reliable, they're embedded. They're accurate. They're always there when you need them, and you don't have to rely on your judgment or on chance or on memory. We're talking about control systems. We are now on the level of visual controls to a great extent. And I always look for a way of making the visual how many or how much a control item. For example, only 75 75 spools, empty spools, fit should be, uh, let me try this again. So at Dino Nobel, when it was Ensign Bickford, their supplier needed to, uh, would would, uh, deliver coils, wiring coils. And they would be sent back to the supplier, Ensign Bickford sent it back to their supplier when they had a load of 75. And they were always counting. Do we have 74? Do we have 77? When is 75? And they simply built onto the wall. They mapped out onto the wall the space that 75, five deep and five high, would take. And they filled that quantum. That was their visual how many. At a glance, when that was stacked up five high, five deep within this frame, they had their quantity and they sent it back. Mm-hmm. It was of little use to have the spec saying 75, no more, no less, 
but we built that quantity into the physical landscape of work itself. Another mini system, the one that we showed in the, in the newsletter, was one high, three deep, five long for the storage of some material. And you knew it at a glance. Each had a little, a little cell and it was one, one high, one unit high, built in. You don't even think about it. You just use the space with wonderful addresses to help you differentiate each row. That's all there is to it. That's the visual how many, how much. It's not methodology, but boy, it sure is an answer. When we move on to the sixth one, the visual how, we're talking about standards, the SOPs. Reliable standards are the bedrock of all work. We know that, standard work. But it is also the least least powerful of all visual devices, these visual standards, the visual how. But they still tell us. They tell us the right way and the wrong way with a picture, usually hanging on some kind of a clothesline over the bench. The right way to strap a harness, wiring harness, the wrong way. You've got it right there as a guide. It's especially powerful for newcomers. So these six core questions are the questions that are acted upon every day at work. You can easily make the shift both in examples and in applications to a hospital setting or an office setting. When is the report due? To whom does it go? How many copies? Etc., etc. Think about this. All you have to do, I've gone over these six core questions. Again, you can go to our e-newsletter, The Visual Thinker, over the last couple of weeks, and you will find them. Um, In a moment, I'll look up what the titles of those were. I shouldn't be doing this on air, but but I am. I'll find them in just a second. You, you walk around your work area, you just turn and you look at a bench and you say to yourself, how many of the six core questions are answered here? How many? Is there a visual who? Is there a visual what? Is there a visual when? Is there a visual how many or how much? Is there a visual how? And if there isn't, you put one in place. Here they are. It's very simply called Six Core Questions on May the 7th and Six Core Questions Examples on May the, 15th, on the, May the 13th, the last two issues. You'll see the examples that I've been describing for the most part. If you are deeply into 5S, continuous improvement trainers and specialists, coaches, and you want to refresh your 5S, bring out the six core questions. And let people go a little bit deeper, a little bit beyond labels and lines by embedding these answers. It will be exciting. It will revivify interest in visuality, interest in letting the workplace speak. They are powerful and they will, they will definitely make a difference in terms of reducing the struggle. So again, I like to begin with a count. I like to introduce the six core questions and ask the folks I'm working with to go out and measure the extent to which they are there. You can easily make a little check sheet 
and let people put under visual who, visual when, I beg your pardon, under where, what, when, who, and how, and how many. Just little check marks, little ticks, tick, 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 and let them come back. And even then their eyesight, people's eyesight, is going to be improved because they're looking for something very specific. You do your count then, and you count them up, put them on a flip chart. Marianne has five of the visual who. Five, she, she has found five opportunities. George has found three. Gary has found four. Altogether, we have 12. Let's go and reduce them by half. And you have a blitz right then. It takes an hour. Let's reduce by half those information deficits because we see the need for them but there aren't visual devices in there in places at this point at this time right now Mm? let's do that so you can use you can harness the power of the six core questions this building block of visual thinking and turn it into an exercise that actually produces and triggers new visual inventions if the visual where is in place for example, or the visual who, go back and see how many questions are left over by just answering the question plainly, what isn't being said? What are the next set of questions connected to the who? The case in point that I mentioned before, Dave the Wild Man Zanardo, there's his name over the desk. Now that we know where his desk is, we want to know, does he by the parts that we're out of, that we're running out of. That's the next question. Another one might be, when will the parts be in? You do buy this, when's the next shipment? Could that be incorporated? Another, we call it another dimension of meaning. And you begin to amplify the visual where you can use this as a doorway and you can use it as an exercise that you can run through three, four iterations and get a lot of mileage for, a lot of mileage on. You do this with one department as a, an experiment, a laboratory, you build it up and then you take what you learn there and you bring it to another department By the time you're doing the third department, you can do three at once because you're ready to train others. You know exactly where the drops are and how to move forward with strength. Do three cycles by the fourth time. You're pretty darn good at this. Six core questions. Please think about it. This is a building block of visual thinking and a powerful one. Where, what, when, who, how many, or how much, and how. The visual where, the visual what, the visual when, the visual who, the visual how many or the visual how much, and the visual how. (laughs) The six core questions. Your window on the struggle. This is Gwendolyn Galsworth. I had a wonderful time with you today. I hope this has been useful. I hope that you move forward. Let the workplace speak. This is Gwendolyn Galsworth. I'm signing off. appreciate your joining us this week for The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense. Please tune in for another episode next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, featuring your host, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, on the Voice America Business Channel. Thanks again for listening.